Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. This is Bronco Focus with the voice of Boise State Athletics, Bob Beeler. All right, Bronco Nation, it's your favorite time of Idaho sports talk. Bob Beeler in the RowPaint.com studio for another edition of Bronco Focus. Bob, welcome. Uh, we've kind of had this theme today, father-son, Leon Rice, Max Rice. You know, you've seen every game. You travel with these guys. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts with, you know, Leon and Max and Max playing for dad? I think the biggest thing that I can take in all, I guess this is his fourth year with the team, Max has played exactly the right amount of time. It isn't like the coach that's the dad puts him in and plays him more minutes than he deserves, but also he doesn't play him less minutes than he deserves. And I think credit to Leon on that, knowing, you know, being able to sit back and, you know, be able to justify how many minutes your son's getting to play. You know, I, I've watched a lot of situations where high school coaches have their kids play, and I don't think that's true. I think more times than not, the the coach is going to play their kid more minutes than they deserve. Same thing with Little League parents. In high school and Little League, I would sure. think so. I, I've only had two experiences in 35 years where the coach's son has played. First year, and excuse me, the first two years I was at Bucknell back in the mid-80s, and then the last few years here at, at Boise State. And in hmm. both cases... The coaches, almost the identical role. Coach's son was a backup point guard, backup guard on the team. Bobby Willem played exactly the amount of minutes, which was about 10 to 15 a game that he deserved. And Max Rice, I think, has played a similar. He's played more minutes than, than the Willem kid played, but has played what he deserves and what the team needs. And you know, as he's gotten older and more experienced, the minutes have gone up. And I, I think they've handled it beautifully. Let's get to the game tomorrow. Uh, Utah State in town, always a fun situation. You know, Boise State, by the skin of its <laughs> teeth, Bob, beat Utah State in Logan just by three points. It was that big second shot, big last second shot by Shaver. Uh, do you feel good that the Broncos win again tomorrow? If so, how so? Yeah, I do feel good about Boise State winning tomorrow. And I kind of look over and refresh myself on the on the last game. Boise State State shot poorly from three. They made five out of twenty. I gotta believe the percentage, especially the way they're moving the ball, is going to be higher. Now let's go to the other side. Utah State didn't shoot very well from three. They were four out of eighteen. So I think I think we're going to see a higher scoring game than sixty two fifty nine. But here's where I feel really good about Boise State. This is a team in the last eight games that is making seventy nine percent of its free throws, and they're getting to the line. In the last game against Utah State, they were five out of fifteen. 33%. I feel real comfortable saying they're going to at least double that. So if they get to the line you know, 15 times, I think they're going to make at least 10. So that's a plus 5. If they get to the line more than that, the number's going to go higher. Utah State was 15 out of 20 at the foul line. I don't know that they'll shoot the ball percentage-wise at the foul line more. Boise State had 16 offensive rebounds in the game. Armouche had 10 himself. Utah State only had 8 total amongst the group. I do feel that the offensive rebounds is going to favor Boise State again, as well as the rebound advantage, and they out re- outscored Utah State second chance points twenty three to seven. I think that's maybe where they have their advantage. More free throws, and they'll continue to have it on second chance. Bronco focus with Bob Beeler tomorrow. Boise State, Utah State, Extra Mile Arena at four o'clock. You can hear Bob on the play by play call. You mentioned Armouche, and as you know, in that Utah State game, he scored twenty twenty two points. I love me some Armouche, but. 
Bob, I can't see him doing that again, so where's the points going to come yeah. from? Well, I think you sometimes look at it and you think, okay, there's no way Armouche is getting 22. Maybe he gets 12. 12 would be a good number for him. Yep. But Degenhart didn't do much. He had six against Utah State. And how about this? Everybody remembers Marcus Shaver Jr. for the winning three. That was his only made basket. He was one for 11. He had 18 in the first half against Air Force. I'd be willing to bet the ranch that Marcus Shaver is going to have more than three points tomorrow. So I think Shaver and Degenhardt are the guys that make up for Armouche's 22 that he won't get. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I've forgotten that, that Shaver when that basket. You know, that's, that's crazy. That, that's what made that shot so much more incredible. That yeah. you, The guy you choose to take the last shot was 0 for 10. And he was 0 for 4 from 3. You just don't see that. And we won't see that tomorrow night. <laughs> big game. Big game. There's five games left, three at home, two on the road. Then we dive into the postseason. Bob, why is this game so important? Well, I've got a couple of reasons, and one is one that you may not think about. I'm going to go to that one first. Okay. We're going to have 10,000-plus in there tomorrow. And I think legitimately 10,000-plus. Not, not a paper 10,000, but a real 10,000. I think it's going to be close to a sellout. If you win the game and look good, you're going to have 10,000 people even more energized about this program. So I think I think it's important that you you give your fan base, you know, reward your fan base for coming out. So I think that's number 1. Uh they haven't lost to a non-contender in conference play. And I know Utah State's pretty good, but they're middle of the pack standing-wise. They're 6 and 8 in the league. You've got a loss to Colorado State, you got a loss to Wyoming. It's going to be a, a four-team race. San Diego State, who you'll see Saturday, is also in the mix. They've got some more games to play. They've played fewer games, but they only have three losses. So you don't want to lose a game to a non-contender. And then even if you just look at the Utah State head-to-head, you're trumpeting the fact that you want a road game from them. In my opinion, it's like you get a birdie on a hole, and then if you get a bogey, it's basically you have two pars. So if you lose to Utah State at home, you basically throw away your road win against them because normally speaking, when there's a split, the home team wins both. It just basically cancels out what you got on the road. So big game, I think. Bob Beeler, Bronco Focus right here, Prater in the ball game. Um, The rest of the Mountain West, because it is this time, Bobby. <laughs> we got five games left. Other teams have around that, too. It's yeah. the home stretch. You want to know. What teams close to you in the standings are doing, what are you going to be paying attention to regarding the Mountain West this weekend? Wyoming has two losses. They'll host Air Force. They had to win with a last-second shot by Maldonado in the first meeting in Colorado Springs. I fully anticipate Wyoming winning by double digits over Air Force in Laramie. I don't think that's going to be much of a contest. How about this one? Hamilton went for 42 for UNLV against Colorado State, and they won the game. The rematch is in Las Vegas. Can UNLV beat them twice? You know, I would think maybe Colorado State will have an answer for Hamilton or maybe a little better answer than they did. And I think maybe the most intriguing game is Boise State's next opponent. San Diego State is at Fresno State. It's the first of two games. They haven't played yet all year. Robinson probably going to be the best player on the floor for either team for Fresno. But there's just something about that Fresno team I don't like. I kind of look for San Diego State to win. So all four of the teams still in the hunt for the league championship regular season all have pesky games. Boise State with Utah State, Wyoming with Air Force, Colorado State, UNLV, San Diego State with Fresno. Nobody's playing a bottom third team. They're all playing, except for Air Force. Most of the teams are playing middle teams. I think somebody may get picked off tomorrow, but I wouldn't be surprised if the favorites go 4-for-4.
Bob, not that anybody cares, but you mentioned this this morning, so I'll throw it out there. I think history is right around the corner. San Jose State, they're 0-14 in the Mountain West right now. I think you told us this morning nobody's ever gone through a Mountain West season winless. No, no, no. I said no one's ever gone through perfect. I don't know if anybody's done oh, okay. winless. That's uh, one of the things i got to check. But okay. I, I think that's maybe the surest bet on the board. They're, gonna, they're not going to win a game. I don't think so. I think they are that much worse than New Mexico and Air Force who are sitting at 9 and 10 in the league. I, I need to look at that, but we've never seen a team go perfect. I'm wondering if you have not seen a team go perfect in the other direction where they don't win a game. I think there's a distinct possibility that that's happening. And, and I'm, I'm rooting for that because I need some more momentum to kick San Jose State out of the league. Yeah. That football thing a couple years ago got in the way of my campaign. Totally. <laughs> and and they, they came back to exactly what I thought they were last year, just an average team at best, yeah. probably spiraling downhill again. Mm-hmm. And now if the basketball team is over... Yeah, I, I, isn't it so 2020 in that COVID year that ex, you know the way they yes. changed yeah. the schedule that they won the league that year that they did. you know and I have a feeling that if you go back you know another 10 years 15 years and look back that might be their lone championship banner totally. probably will be right yeah. put an asterisk on it and kick him out of the league <laughs> oh, man Bob thank you great stuff quickly your coverage I will uh, we'll be on the air 3:30 tomorrow on both 6:70 and 93.1 KBOI appreciate you that's Bronco Focus. Bob Beeler every day on this show on Fridays. Yeah, Boise State fans, uh, you love us. We go from Bronco Focus to the Bronco Nation News Report with B.J. Reigns. Check out this next hour coming up, Prater. We start with B.J. Reigns. We get the lowdown on what's going on with Boise State even further. We get Craig Thompson, the Mountain West Commissioner, talking about you know being frustrated that the college football playoff isn't going to expand when he thought it would. And we got Rock Jocks, Pop Culture, 50 Bucks, Blaze Pizza, a big trivia game. So we're we're loaded. And Max Rice at five. That 12-minute interview with Max Rice that uh, Johnny and I recorded earlier today from the Boise State Basketball Complex, um, it's pretty compelling stuff. And I uh, cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview from Max Rice. Max Rice is going to have a lot more fans following that interview. Until then, speaking of someone with a lot of fans, holy smokes, B.J. Reigns, he's a legend. Mike Prater wears B.J. Reigns pajamas when he goes to bed at night. <laughs> I, I did not write that down. I just came up with that. But all kidding aside, he's next. Prater of the ballgame. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket.